Hey, Dat fam, it's Jamie. Thank you so much for checking out Crits and Giggles. Crits and Giggles is a live, actual play show broadcasting every Monday on Twitch at 5 p.m. Pacific. We're currently streaming and recording the show via webcam so we can all stay safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. We hope, with your support, that after the crisis is over, we can continue our show in person with some amazing microphones to help capture all the fun in perfect clarity. If you're interested, you can support us by following or subscribing to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the dat network. That's the D-A-T network. And consider joining our Patreon so you can unlock access to these podcast episodes one week earlier than the rest of the world. Of course, the best way to directly support this podcast is to rate, follow, review, subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whatever it is you're listening to us on. And remember, if you are loving the immersive sounds and music you hear during our game, those are provided by Sirenscape. You can add these sounds and more when you download the Sirenscape desktop or mobile app. The app is free and comes with 10 sound sets that are included to get you started. You don't even need to register. Use the link in the description to let them know we sent you. Thanks again and enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. It is awesome to see you here. Uh, joining us for Crits and Giggles tonight, uh, we will be starting the adventure path from Paizo, Reign of Winter tonight. Uh, let me just pull up my notes because I have too many things open on this computer right now. <laughs> um, you know, just GMing in general. Uh, first off, I want to thank the DAT Network for uh, letting us have a little spot on here and some time to hang out and play. Uh, and I want to thank all of the amazing people who are going to be playing with me tonight. So you probably recognize uh, Evil Jim Jam from Dragons and Things Vantom currently. Well, sort of currently. Uh, Jim, want to say hi? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> There's Jim, y'all. I did it. Jim. <laughs> uh, we obviously also have the lovely Katie Wilson with us. Hi. And the loudest of louds, my husband, Ben Birch. It's it's so wonderful to be here and just uh, to be with you all. You're not real. You are <laughs> just too much. <laughs> and we also have the amazing Megan Caves with us. Hello. Hello. Uh, we were going to have a fifth player tonight, uh, Candice Berg, in case any of you know her. If you saw us do Rudolph on the road, on tour, uh, you would have seen Candice as Mrs. Claus. Uh, but unfortunately, last night, Candice broke her foot. And so we decided it was probably best for her to rest tonight, and she will join us in our next session. Uh, so send her love if you see her in chat. She's pretty bummed about it. But hopefully the pain subsides soon, and... She'll get back to feeling okay. Uh, and with that, let's just jump right in. <gasps> let's get into this story. There was a little girl who had a little curl right in the middle of her forehead. When she was good, she was very good indeed. But when she was bad, she was horrid. Once upon a time, there dwelled the sleepy village of Heldron. Like in most peasant communities in southern Taldor, the people of Heldron mostly keep to themselves. Far from the politics of Opara and ever watchful for Kadir and aggression, Heldron goes on as it always has, as a relatively small and unimportant hamlet of farmers, herders, and woodcutters. But the sleepy village of Heldron has rarely seen so much excitement or concern. 
Hunters from the nearby border woods speak of unnaturally cold weather at the height of summer that descended on the forest just days ago. Heavy snow followed, and those who returned spoke of an uneasy presence in the woods, as well as new dangerous predators. No one knows what this even means, but the town's soothsayer claims dark times lie ahead. As if in proof of dire prophecy, a badly wounded mercenary arrived in town yesterday, claiming to be the bodyguard of a noblewoman. He told the village council that the noblewoman's escort came under attack by bandits and strange wintry creatures near the edge of Borderwood. He alone escaped, and the lady was dragged away into the forest. Now, the townsfolk cast fearful eyes toward the snowy forest, worried what else might emerge to threaten their peaceful village. But not everyone in town is as scared as the locals. If you could cut the tension and peel it back, you might find the one and only tavern in town, the Silver Stoat, and you would most definitely find a performer of sorts entertaining the patrons, coming to enjoy a numble pie or a three devil ale. And what does this performer look like, Megan? This performer um, <clears throat> looks like a very pale uh, person. And she has silver, very silver white hair, very uh, light blue, uh, cold almost in color eyes. Um, and she's fairly young, and uh, she seems fairly lithe, uh, kind of skinny, but uses that to her advantage. So that's who you would see. She has uh, what feels like a very big energy. Hmm. And uh, if you don't mind sharing, what performing, what type of performing does she do? She, <laughs> she <laughs> is up on the stage right now. And um, she's doing uh, what we would call in modern times uh, sort of slam poetry. Um, so she's she's got her drum and she's uh, saying to like however many patrons are here, Hamlin's Towns in Brunswick by famous Hanover City. The river Wesser deep and wide washes its walls on the southern side. And she continues kind of prancing around the stage while she says more of this, occasionally beating the drum, hopefully not too loudly in anybody's ears. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what she's currently doing. That is amazing. And I'm so excited <laughs> to see more of her. Um, you, with this outrageous performance happening, you might actually miss a man sitting in the corner. Mm. What does this man look like, Jim? Well, uh, you probably would miss him because he is mostly unremarkable, except that his skin is bright blue. His bright blue and the top of his head is covered in a short uh, shaggy mane of snow white hair. Uh, and he is sitting and drinking and watching and probably smiling. Uh, at anybody who passes by, but otherwise just making himself uh, unnoticed and, and um, just watching. Just watching. And as the performer on the stage finishes her performance, there's a spattering of applause as not a lot of patrons are in the tavern right now. And it's not too long before the doors of the tavern swing wide open. And what do they see when those doors swing open, Ben? So um, everybody just kind of ha stops in their tracks because the doorway is full. I mean, there is, there's not like a room for a moth to squeeze out. And uh, you see a, a man, he's got long, 
long red curly hair, or I'm sorry, he's got a big red curly beard and like short red curly hair. He's wearing this long kind of leathery outfit, this, this long coat that looks like it's been sewn together. And he's huge, like seven feet tall, 300 some odd pounds. Um, and he ducks as he comes into the, the doorway and kind of squeezes through. And he's got this frown on his face. And then, uh, and then he looks up at the barkeep and he smiles and he says, Come and know me better, man. And he, wow, he just stomps his way over there and he's smiling and gregarious. And uh, if, you, if you had to cast somebody to play this role, it would be the, uh, the ghost of Christmas present from the Muppets Christmas Carol movie. <laughs> that is very specific. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you three are in a tavern in a very small town. What are you doing? <clears throat> I'm probably uh, going about with my drum on the other side, just looking for, um, you know, coin after my wonderful performance. Of course, of course. You get um, four copper from the, the folks here. Uh but there's not a lot of people and it is a very small village, mm-hmm. but you know, not bad for for right now in this town. <laughs> for sure. Uh, Chip is, Chip is uh, proselytizing. How do you say that word, Jamie? Proselytizing? Proselytizing. Is that it? I don't know. Uh, uh, but he's- Is that he's, what you meant? <laughs> yes, probably. Uh, he is, he's talking to everyone about Caden Kalian. Oh, have you heard the good news of Caden Kalian? It's really a, it's really a great religion to follow because, you know, you just have fun and enjoy the freedoms of life. Oh, <laughs> just enjoy the freedoms of life. That's all there is to that religion. Yes, that's pretty much it. And Jim, what is your character doing? Uh, I would actually probably step up when I notice that the performer is collecting in the drum. I would go ahead and drop a, a gold piece in for her. It's very impressed by the performance. Um, and then when I notice that uh, this guy's talking about Caden Kalian and the uh, the various freedoms and, and enjoyments one can have in such a religion, I'll go up to him and I'll say, well, then I suppose... Part of your worship would be, say, having a drink, huh? Well, yes, it would. Would you like to have an ale with me? I'd love to have an ale with you, though I'm more of a, a red wine oh. sort of myself, but... Oh, well, yes, of course, you. I can, I can, I'll get you a red wine as well, yes. A, a red wine and an ale for my new cheery friend here. And oh. are drinks going around? Can oh. I have some? Yeah, yes. Enjoy the freedoms of Caden Kalian. Yes, come on, oh, it's good. come, come, come and know me better. And he'll he kind of like puts his arms around you and like pulls you both closer to him. And I mean, this is like a, a big kind of gesture in. Um, and so yeah, but he'll he'll spend a couple of gold buying drinks for for his new friends. Like I said earlier, you guys are actually in the one and only tavern in town, the Silver Stoat. And this lovely woman brings over uh, the wine and the ale. You actually find out that they are known for their three devil ale here, with, that's made with chelish hops. Oh. Um, 
and she brings over this tray of drinks for you. She seems to be a very, very kind woman. It seems like uh, she and her husband run this tavern and uh, that anyone is welcome. There will always be an extra seat at a table or an extra spot by the hearth. Um, Their doors are always wide open and uh, they are welcoming to any and all. And she drops the drinks and goes back and uh, helps her husband, attends to other patrons. And it's not long. You guys get your drinks. You start drinking, just chatting, small talk. You've pretty much just met. I mean, uh, and it's not long before a gnome walks into the bar. He has a wild shock of electric blue hair and begins looking very uh, nervously and quickly around at anyone and everyone in the bar. And he notices the three of you. And he walks directly up to your table and says, well, you obviously aren't from around here. Welcome to Hedron. If you would please follow me. And he turns and makes for the door. Uh, Okay. Rather demanding. Uh, Yes, but... You know, we always must follow our feet when we are traveling about. Right, well, let's go then, right? Yeah. Uh, And he turns and waits and looks at you and gives you a quick, like, please hurry up. If you you wouldn't mind, we we need to hurry. Uh, And as he sees that you're going to get up and follow him, he makes his way out the front door of this tavern. And you're following him down one of the few streets, main streets in this town. Uh, and you see ahead of you as he walks down the streets of town, anybody he sees, he kind of drops this nervous demeanor and widely smiles and waves and says good morning. Uh, and you do catch his name is Tengazel. Tengazel. <clears throat> and actually, if you want to take a look at the town, I know everybody at home will not be able to see this, but... On roll 20, you will see a map of the town of Heldron. And you are headed from, let's see, number seven to number four. So directly across the town square. And you actually notice in the middle of the town square, there is a gorgeous statue of a woman. um, And you just see at the bottom, the lady. Um, But it's like many other towns that have a statue of someone uh, that they know or love or mean a lot to the town, doesn't seem too crazy. Uh, But he leads you across the town square into what seems to be the town hall. Um, And he leads you into a hallway and you find a young woman sitting nervously in the hallway. What does she look like, Katie? So you will see that she is young. She's about 20 years old and she's got long, dirty blonde hair and it's sort of got some like little pieces of leaves and flowers in it. Sort of like she just kind of like ran through a giant field uh, to get here as quickly as possible. She's wearing like a loose fitting dress, uh, but she's got herself like a little belt and um, pouch and Um, of course on her, her way there, she was picking some flowers. So she's kind of like nervously holding some, some like little flowers that she's kind of like looking at when you guys, uh, enter. And as the gnome leads you into this hallway and sees Katie's character sitting there, 
he kind of shakes his head as he walks and goes, okay, another druid, come on, you come with us as well. And he gestures for Katie's character to follow as well. Uh, And he leads you into a large room. Uh, Sorry, I lost my place. He takes you into this large room uh, and there's a large table on one end on a dais and rows of chairs facing it. And there's a woman standing, pacing, actually, in between where the dais is and the uh, chairs are. And he turns to you and gestures for you to enter the room in front of him. Well, is it a performance then, if we go inside? Oh, no performance. Uh, Just Miss Teppen wants to have a word with you. Oh, right. Oh, Miss Teppen. Who's Miss Teppen? Oh, well, she's... She's in charge of the town's council. Oh. Just, just, she'll, she'll talk to you. Just please, right on in. She just needs some help. Please, thank you. And he, as the four of you enter, he turns and makes his exit. Uh, Thank you uh, for joining us. My name is Ionia Teppen. Uh, I called you here, as you have probably figured out, as our small village barely has enough strong and women to protect itself. Oh, we had a rider arrive in town yesterday bearing ominous tidings. He was a mercenary escorting Lady Argentea Malacine from Zimar to Opara. He, he tells me that this caravan, as it skirted the border wood, the carriage came under attack by bandits and strange wintry creatures. Generally, travelers coming through Heldrin, such as yourselves, and she eyes each of you up and down a little bit, Generally, folks like you are adventurers who look like they could handle a fight. And um, I'm sure if this noble woman is found alive, I'm sure she could offer a reward. What say you? Right, well, we are the best group of adventurers I've ever known, right, friends? Oh, yes, yes, I've been guess. Yeah, Many well, you know, uh, adventuring, very costly endeavor. You did mention that you think a reward could be on the table, but how can we be assured? I mean, after all, it's going to cost us quite a lot in supplies and uh, healthcare. And, yes, you know, yes, I, I, mean, I understand. I can't promise anything from our town. However, if this noble woman is found alive, there's no reason she couldn't offer a reward. Uh, she is noble and um, comes from a family of money here in Taldor, but I, I can help provide some things you guys might need out in the forest. I'm sure people in the town would be more than uh, willing to help you out, uh, provide you with some gear if you could help protect us. You have gear my size? <laughs> And she looks you up and down and kind of, um, I'm sure we could find something for you. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good to me. And she kind of looks at you and tries to discern if you are gonna say yes or no. Uh, What do you do? Well, you did mention that supplies might be on the table. I'm going to need five cat's eye gems polished, mind you, if I'm going to use them as reagents for my spells. Oh, um, I don't think we have any cat's eye gems, but uh, 
I, I will have some folks take a look and uh, see what we can find. I, I'm sorry, we don't keep a lot of things around in this village. There are merchants coming through every week, but we don't generally have gems. Um, nevertheless, would you be able to help us? I, yes, I, I will. Right. Um, we always work together, the, the four of us. What? Yeah. Um, I just met these people. Right. Well, I can confidently say that after today, every adventure I've ever gone on has been with these four stout companions. (laughs) Quite true. Very interesting. And she turns to look at you, Katie. um, And she says, I know generally when... um, one of your kind shows up. We we say, no, thank you. Everything's fine and dandy here. But today we actually would need help from the druids. Uh, do you mind sticking around? <gasps> uh, me? Wait, um, you want me to go uh, on the adventure? Uh, well, yes, I, I just said we could uh, use the druids' help now if... If that's all right. Yes, 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 um, yes. Oh, all right. Uh, well, if you four don't mind, I will show you over to the apothecary where the uh, one survivor of the attack is resting and healing. And you can ask him a few questions, but we do need to let him rest as much as possible in order to heal. Um, and then you're free to uh, take a few Uh, take a few moments around town, ask people what they might know and get the gear that you need. If you have any problems, feel free to come find me again here. And with that, she escorts you out of town hall and takes you over to, on the map, it's number five, Willow Bark Apothecary. She takes you inside this building and it's, it, the front of it looks like an apothecary shop, uh, but she takes you behind the counter to a back room where there's actually a few cots laying, and it looks like this apothecary actually does take care of people back here if they're injured or need healing sometimes. Uh, and you see a man. Uh, at first glance, you notice a lot of his body is wrapped in bandages, uh, but his nose, fingers, and toes have actually taken on a black hue from something, and he is mm. still heavily wounded. I'm gonna drop a picture of him in chat for you guys, so you can see what he looks like. I don't know if that worked. There we go. All right. If anybody wants to roll a quick health check, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll might I'll be able to figure out check. what the black on his nose and fingers are. Is that would be a fourteen? Fourteen. It's uh, especially for you. Uh, it's fairly easy to figure out. This is frostbite. This man oh. has very severe frostbite on all of his appendages, his nose. Um, he's got this is frostbite that's weird because you know it's I mean it's summer out there (laughs) wow and uh, this man slightly rouses he's resting but uh, he rouses and takes notice of you when when he when he does that can I run over without really touching anything and just go 
Oh, my darling. Uh, we heard what happened and we want to help you. Just tell us everything that you can so that we can help take care of you. Interesting. Um, does anybody have knowledge local? I don't, but Jamie, I'm wondering where you put that picture. Is it in the... I... Or... Unable. Let me see if I can try one more time to drop it in here. I didn't want to waste too much time with it, but if you're going to be that particular about what this man looks like. I do. I need visuals. I'm a visual person. All right. All right. Well, it's not working, so I dropped it in Slack for you. Will that work? Okay. He's creepy. He is creepy. But you can see in this picture, he is, uh, he does have a blackened nose. He's got bandages and cuts all over his face. Um, and Megan, you, your character, uh, says this to this man lying injured in the apothecary. Mm-hmm. And he looks you dead in the eye and goes, what if I could go with you? My ancestors would ridicule my lack of valor for fleeing rather than fighting to the end, but I faced enemies that even the greatest warriors in the Linorm kingdoms have faltered against, though I think I slew at least one of them before they dragged Lady Lady Argentea away. Well, aren't you just the strongest, most powerful man I've ever seen? And he, uh, you see, he gets a little chuckle out of that. He's still injured enough, but he he takes it in stride. Um, so no one had knowledge local? Nobody else no, in the party? but I've uh, been to the land of the Lenorm kings. That is true. I have bard knowledge. Bardic, bardic knowledge, knowledge bardic yeah. Knowledge. You, can, you can roll a knowledge local for me. Okay. Lovely. Figure out my character sheet real quick. I remember which game I'm playing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 so that would be a seven. <laughs> seven. Uh, you don't quite know anything about this man, but Ben, I will give it to your character because of stuff. Uh, roll me a general knowledge check. General knowledge, wisdom or intelligence? Wisdom, please. Every day feels like Christmas. So that would be a 23. 23. You know, especially because he mentioned the land of Lenorm Kings, this man is actually Olfin. Uh, And in Galarian, which is the earth in Paizo's lore, Olfin is basically our Viking, in a way. Nordic Viking, uh, and you can see he's got the braids and he's big and muscly. Uh, you would think that he is possibly a mercenary if he's this far south. Did he give us his name yet? No, not yet. Ah, uh, you're an orphan, my friend. Uh, now, quick, tell me what's your name? Oh, uh, my name's Yuln Ornstag. Yuln Ornstag. Tell me, how'd you know I was orphan? Oh, I've been all over. In fact, I've traveled many places, but I've been to the land of the Lenorm Kings. <laughs> it's cold up there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is, uh, which is probably the scariest of what 
happened to me out there with the Lady Argentea. I, I've experienced cold my entire life, but nothing like this. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if it's getting cold around here, I'm, winter must be coming. <laughs> he looks at you like you are just plain stupid. It's the middle of summer. There is oh, no I... reason for snow to be in the border wood. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. And you can see that Chip kind of gets this, uh, this just kind of confused look on his face. Uh, but, oh, so you're, what you're saying is it shouldn't be winter. Uh, no, I, I, I've seen, I've grown up in the cold. I've dealt with it my entire life. And there's nothing like what's out there until you are, well, near Irison. Oh, I've I've never been there before, but I've I've heard tales. Tales of what? The winter witches? It's yeah. all true. I'll tell you that. Oh, I agree. It's all true. Uh, actually, roll a knowledge history. Okay, uh, Megan. Uh, I got an 11. An 11. It's fairly common knowledge um, that the winter witches in Irison uh, many years ago tried to actually encroach on the land of Lenorm Kings and the other countries around them. And they are not known for being um, kind, merciful leaders. So uh, this man probably holds a, a pretty good grudge against the winter witches. Okay. They're bad news. They um, are. I, you know, I never thought I'd have to fight anything like that again. But uh, hopefully you'll be able to take whatever's out there down. It's my goal in life. My sister was taken by one of those witches. And to this day, it still makes me angry just thinking about it. Well, I'm sorry for your loss. I, uh, I've known many families to uh, experience loss at the, at the hand of the witches. Me too. I appreciate it. You're just such a kind, kind man. Oh, I only do what I can. I wish I could have done more for uh, Lady Melisane. Well... Ah. Hopefully we can help. Yes, and, and you can do more. Tell us exactly what you saw. Well, uh, we were attacked on the road outside of Borderwood. We thought they were just bandits at first, outlaws who hide like wolves in the forest, but they were no match for us. But then came the cold fay of the North. They appeared among us uh, and the battle turned quickly. My people speak of the winter touched all the time, but I never expected to meet them this far south. Huh. Uh, I, I just know they took Lady Argentea and dragged her into the forest. That's, I followed as far as I could, but more winter touched were there and they were too hard to fend off in the snow on my own. I barely escaped You're and so rode to seek help. That you did. 
I mean, if you hadn't escaped and come here, we wouldn't have any of this information. <laughs> well, and he kind of giggles again at you, uh, <laughs> giving him the little the pat on the head there. Mm-hmm. Is there any other way I can help you before you head out? Well, I suppose if you don't have any more information than that, it's probably about it. What, what do you all? What do you all think? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied. I can, we can go take care of this problem. I'm certain. Well, do make sure you have uh, cold gear and and, oh. and cold iron weapons. Oh, cold That's, iron. Cold iron and fire is your best bet against the Fae. Wow. Yes. Iron. Yep. Uh, do you do you have cold iron? Um, me? Oh well. Uh, it's in my other bag. <laughs> I don't typically I... like to have it all that near me. It doesn't do much for my complexion. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have cold iron. So, I... does anyone around here sell cold iron weapons? Well, I wouldn't know. I am not from around here. Do you have cold iron weapons? You, you, uh, Mr. Olfen, uh, you, Yuln Ornstag? He tries to, like, sit himself up to look bigger for a moment. And <laughs> he he kind of sits up and says, well, of course I didn't have cold iron weapons. If I did, I would have defeated them all. Oh. Of course. Of course. We all knew that. How about you two, you you quiet ones? Do you do you have cold iron weapons? Just hold up my hands. I don't have any weapons, sir. Um, you my look mind over. is my weapon. <laughs> my character has just been standing there holding her flowers, kind of close to where uh, your character is, Ben. And all I've been doing is staring at Jim <laughs> and not listening to what's happening. Okay. Seems like we're really prepared. <laughs> well, we always are. This is going well. Um, and with that, uh, Teppen, Miss Teppen, the town council leader, will kind of touch your shoulder, Ben, and uh-huh. motion for you to leave. We should probably let him rest now. Right, 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 right. Uh, like I said, as she leads you out, like I said, if if you need any gear, please let the the merchants in town know that I sent you. Hopefully they will uh, provide you with some things and whatever I can do, please let me know. Sure, sure. Uh, do any of your people sell cold iron weapons? Uh, well, I, you might check at Isker's Smithy and um, maybe the general store, but I don't know what either of them have in stock, uh, but check with both of them, please. And do, uh, you might find some more information around town from the folks that go in and out of the forest more often than those like me. I... Right. Right. Makes sense. And with that, she will excuse herself back to the town hall. And for the first time, you guys are actually left alone as a group. Well, that was interesting, right? What do you guys think? Uh, so what do you say? We'll go outside of town, walk around for a couple of hours, come back, say we couldn't find anything. We're the heroes. Sounds good to me, right? We can go back and get a couple more drinks, and I'll bid you a good day in the in the morning. Well, I got I places like, to be. I like most of all of that, except for the part where we don't actually do anything, because that feels like a lie. 
Oh, well, yeah. that seems mean. <laughs> I mean, they're not even really going to pay us. I mean, if we find this lady alive and she's been taken by the face, so I don't think that's very likely. I mean, who oh. knows? Then maybe out of the kindness of her heart, she'll pay us some money. I don't know if you've ever dealt with nobles before, but they don't usually do things out of the kindness of their heart. Mm. But but Skeslin, that's Jim. That's how you pronounce the name, right? Skeslin. Skeslin, yes. All right. Well, Skeslin. Now, Caden Kalian would say to you, ah. But somebody's freedom is at stake right now. And our lives are at stake. Come on now. You're not seriously thinking we're going to go face these things, right? Did you see that guy in there? (laughs) He was torn to pieces. Yeah, yeah. I've got a cold weather outfit. Oh, I I love the cold. (laughs) You put on your coat and you march right out there and do what you got to do. Okay. I go to Ben and I go, psst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Yes. Are you guys Real adventures? Uh, uh, yes, we are, aren't we? Well, I, I, I can't really speak for the other two. I just met them. We're I'll tell great you that. Friends. Why does he have blue skin? Oh, uh, he's a, uh, he's like a. Can I, uh, can I roll a knowledge? I mean, I, I, I don't know that I would know. Is it that rare? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I imagine it's fairly rare. In, he is the only person with blue skin in this town. I'll tell you that. It is fairly rare. Um, roll. I don't uh, have any of the knowledge checks that you want. I know. That's exactly what I was <laughs> just thinking. Um, roll a general wisdom check. Okay. Uh, I take that back. You can roll intelligence. Uh, three. You have no idea. Yeah, I don't <laughs> I don't know why. He's pretty blue, isn't he? Um, but have seen anything like it? I know, Clearly, I know. he loves the cold and just I'm... decided to be blue. That's so exciting. By and the of way, course, Skeslin is right there just <laughs> listening to all of this. By the way, my name's Chip Walden. Uh, what, what's yours, little lady? Oh, um, hi, I'm Soraya. I'm basically from the forest, and I've never been to this town before, and... Uh, oh, um, wait, can I start over? Uh, oh, yes, anytime okay. you, you want. You can to? even change okay, your um, accent. I'm going to start over. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Hi, I'm Soraya, and I'm a druid. I live in the forest, and this is my first time um, in this town, and I've never seen anyone with blue skin before, but I've read about them. This is all very exciting. Just out of curiosity, what have you read about people with blue skin? I'd Um, love to know. Knowledge nature? (laughs) Uh, You can roll an intelligence check for me. Because I doubt you have the knowledge needed for this. Well, I'm just not. I'm just going to (laughs) just... I've I've read many books about adventurers and creatures, and I've just... I've never seen any for myself before. Well, they come in all shapes and sizes, so they say. <laughs> uh, oh. Says the seven-foot man. On on the cue of him saying all shapes and sizes, can I just turn into my fox form? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> shapes! All shapes and sizes, right. And yeah, you see this woman in front of you immediately transform into a fox. What just Miyuki, happened? At your service. Miyuki. Wow. You're, are you, uh, 
Wa. Kitsune. Oh, Kitsune. Yes. Wow. So much fun to be one of these. <laughs> I think today I'm from this town. Did you all know that? I'm from right here. Really? Yes. Wow. How this spot right here. Like right where we're standing on. Yes. That's incredible. There's not a building around us. This is just I the know. middle of the road. Oh, that's a good point. I should be from somewhere else then. Mm. <laughs> so you, I should clarify this because I've created an insane character. Um, <laughs> she does not seem like she's trying to deceive you guys at all. She seems completely forthright. She is just uh, kind of the type of person that lives uh, in the immediate moment. And for her, everything is happening right now. She has no idea where she's from. Um, so that's that's with all of her different changes, sounds, personalities. You don't necessarily get that she's trying to deceive you. She just seems eccentric. <laughs> oh, Miyuki, that's, uh, that was very fun. I, uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Oh, well, I'm so glad. Next time, I will be sure to do it with my drum <laughs> so that you can have the whole performance. Oh, that'd be great, yes. So you guys are standing in the middle of the town square currently, uh, <laughs> but uh, Miss Teppen has told you that you can go anywhere in town. Um, if you look at the map, <clears throat> you notice there's basically a T in town of the main two streets. And you can easily tell there's um, a Smithy general store. You obviously came from the apothecary. It seems like there might be a barber. Um, there's some stables, a small temple, uh, a carpenter and a butcher, and then a few other scattered businesses and houses right here in this section. Jamie, where is the, um, where is the smithy? The smithy is actually to the east in town on the map. It's number two, but it is on the east of the four roads. Uh, I would he head over to- I'm sorry, west, sorry. I would head over to Iskar's smithy. All right, is anybody joining Chip? Uh, yeah, I, I will go with, with Chip. Where's right. everyone else going? <clears throat> I'm, you know, if you really want to do all of this, that's fine. Just, I'll be finishing more drinks over at the, the Silver Stoat. I go right. with him. <laughs> oh, oh, um, no thank you, Druid. I believe that's the saying around here. Oh, um, I would love to hear more about you. Um, you won't even notice that I'm there, okay? Caden Kalian says it's a free country. That's what I hear. <laughs> I follow him. All right, so we have two of you going to the smithy and two of you going back to the Silver Stoat. Uh, at the smithy, you find that this smith when you ask about cold iron weapons, um, he kind of laughs at first, uh, but he does have, I believe, 10 cold iron sling bullets available. Oh, well that's perfect because I have a sling. Well, if you would like to purchase those, you may. How much? Because uh, we've we've got a deal going with, uh, with uh, ba 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 ba. I miss I I I own a Teppen. 
oh, and he he freely gives you these bullets um, when you mention her name. That's great. Can we melt them down and kind of put them over this spiked gauntlet that I'm wearing? I will remind you that there is a woman in the woods that you are attempting oh, to save. Right, right, right. right. I nearly forgot. <laughs> so I think the uh, days that would be necessary for him to gather all the materials and, you know, stop his other projects and remelt the cold iron down might yeah. be a little too long for you to go find this woman. Well, but keep, keep it in mind for the future. <laughs> and, yep, he will. He nods at you, yes. <laughs> Um, but while you're there, is there anything you want to ask? Is there anything besides the cold iron weapons? Um, I believe that's all. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. What do uh, we see when we walk into the tavern? <laughs> in the tavern, it is the same few people sitting there as we're sitting there earlier. It seems like these are the, uh, the, the folks that are here pretty much every day um, and the man and woman running the tavern are um, very much still engaged with everyone. It seems like a, a small town restaurant where the people come just to have their cup of coffee and sit and talk kind of thing. Um, so it seems like if you want to just sit and have a drink, you can. You could probably chat up a few locals. Um, it's up to you. Right when we walk in, I'm going to turn to... Um... Jim's character and say, wow, what is this place? It, it's a tavern, um, a small backwoods tavern at that, but they do have wine, so that's what we're going to get. Have you ever had wine? Do you know what wine is? Oh, wine? No. Um, how do you get this wine? Well, you go up to the bar here, I'll show you. Oh. I will go up to the bar. I will, mm -hmm. I will motion for the, the barkeep. Well, you see, we are on a special secret mission for the town council, and we're going to need an entire bottle of red to take with me on the road. I use it as a reagent for my spells. You see, I'm a powerful sorcerer, and I will actually use Mage Hand to lift a nearby goblet up. You see, yes, it's, oh, it's very difficult to do without my reagent, so I'm going to need, yes, an entire bottle of red. And he looks very confused, but uh, he... he looks over at his his wife and she just kind of and he will pour you a bottle of red wine oh, no no no! i need the whole thing my good man i'll just grab the whole bottle it's fine it's fine i'm on a special mission you see i'm a powerful sorcerer adventurer saving the town and it's all good put it on the council's tab they've got and, this covered and he will hand you what you have asked for wonderful um, um now Go ahead. You, Druid, you come with me, and I will teach you about wine. That's amazing. <laughs> you, 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 you are amazing. You just, you talked to him, and you said you wanted something, and then he gave it to you. I want to try. Can I try? I can't stop you. I won't stop you. I'd love to see you try. I will find a table. Uh, basically, I'll just go right back to where I was before, uh, and I will begin <laughs> drinking my bottle of red while I watch in amazement as she attempts to do something incredible. So I walk up to the bar, and mm -hmm. I kind of like hesitate an awkwardly long time until someone looks at me. <laughs> uh, it, it takes a few minutes, but uh, 
the barkeep will eventually make his way over. He looks slightly confused, but he makes his way over. Can I help you? Oh, yes. Hi. Um, I would like wine, please. I am a very powerful creature, and I need an entire bottle of wine. Please. Roll me a bluff check. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a one. (laughs) What is that total? That would be a five. Well, you are very lucky because I also rolled a one. Wow. (laughs) And it totals a three. So uh, this man kind of... there are too many sources around here today. And he will pour you a smaller bottle to go and hands it off to you. Thank you. Just add this to the tab. Yes. And then I like um, right. walk back to where Jim is sitting and I put it down in front of him and I say, look, I did it. I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't believe in you. I didn't think you could pull it off, but here you are with your own <laughs> wine. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Uh, while you two are in the tavern, roll a quick perception check for me. Mm. Eleven. Eleven. Twelve. Ooh. Well, Soraya, you happen to, in your time in the tavern, overhear some locals talking about old man Dansby claiming that someone keeps stealing from his fields. Um, You find out that his farm is the closest to Borderwood, and half of his crops have died off from frost, and the rest have been stolen. And Jim, you, Skeslin, actually overhear that a farmer's son took ill a few days ago after falling through ice over Wishbone Creek. The boy said he spotted a white stag in the forest and heard it talking and tried to follow it. And then uh, Chip and Miyuki, roll me a perception check as well. Just passing through town what you might have overheard. That's a 15 for Chip Walden. Uh, that is a 16 for Miyuki. Oh. Well, you two over here, um, a group of ladies talking on the street as they pass by you. Uh, they are talking about a group of rangers in the Borderwood called the High Sentinels. Uh, they usually keep bandit activity curbed, and they're doing a very poor job if brigands could attack a well-armed caravan and abduct this noble woman. Hmm. But you make your way... Do you go anywhere else in town, or do you just join the other two at the tavern? I think we just join the other two. I I feel prepared to go. Mm -hmm. And everyone else just stares at you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I put the wine down in front of... um, I'm sorry. How do you pronounce your name again? Esslin? Skesslin. 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 Um... And I just say, so what do you do with it now? Well, now you drink it. But you said that it was vital part of your potion making or your, your magic. A reagent. Yes, it is. It's quite magical. Oh, so I just drink it. You just drink it. That's the whole of it. Huh. So she takes a sip 
and like just as it's like kind of hitting her mouth she almost like kind of the taste of it is very overwhelming but she really wants to impress him and and just kind of forces down um the drink mm. wow i'm already feeling more magical yep um Excellent. It looks like the big one and the fox have returned. How good. Did you oh. find cold iron weapons? Are you ready to be heroes? Yes. You guys, I found magic juice. You should oh. try it. It's called wine. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I carry my own magic juice. And he pats the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the small wooden ale, ale jug on his side. Right, oh, but... I, I do have these tiny little, uh, these tiny little balls, and I'm gonna whip, whip them at things. Hmm. Right, well, if the juice is magic, what does it do for you? Um, it's a reagent. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Miyuki uh, looks very interested. <laughs> and I, I try to, like, gulp down another sip while trying not to brown or make a sour face, but I, I try to smile. At some point, uh, Miyuki changed back into her human form, just because that's usually better about town. <laughs> usually. I think, but I think Chip, before, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, before go going into the tavern, she just changed the way she looked a little bit. So, you know, no one would recognize her as the performer who was there before. She doesn't want the press. Oh, yes. Too many fans, fans. obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chip is usually the um, is is comfortable with being like all eyes turned to him because he's just such a massive person um, that generally people will look at him. But it's very odd because he like keeps looking because Miyuki is so interesting, <laughs> just always changing and always different. That is throwing him off about like what? That's that's crazy. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to do before you head out of town on the search for this noblewoman? I would just be walking around the tavern awkwardly, like staring at people and seeing like that some people are eating food mm -hmm. um, and just kind of like being very awkward about just, just kind of watching everybody. All right. Uh, you get a few uh, funny looks from the locals, like, why is this girl staring at us while we're eating? They feel a little, uh, I don't know. Like their privacy is being encroached upon a bit, but they, nothing else happens from them. Hmm. Well, shall we set off then? I think so. This seems like the best time to go, right? Yeah. Uh, if you insist that this is something we're actually going to go do, then I guess we might as well go go do it. Yeah, I think you'll feel much better after we do. I mean, the freedom that comes from freeing other people is just so freeing. I'll just I've hold up the bottle of wine that I have and I'm like, yes, I imagine I'm going to feel quite a bit better soon. Oh, I never thought about it like that, Chip. I really like that. I'm going to have to hang on to that. She pulls out a notebook and just writes stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys head out of town uh, and you have picked up 
enough information from the folks around you and which way to go, you head south out of Heldron towards the Borderwood. And the Borderwood kind of sits um, to the south and west of Heldron. And as you get nearer to the forest, you notice the temperature grows noticeably colder. The road ahead of you is littered with debris and the corpses of slain humans and horses. Oh. A carriage stands in the roadway, its team of horses missing or cut free, while another overturned carriage lies sprawled and broken next to the tree line. To the south, more bodies have fallen around what appears to be a statue of ice, and a snowy trail leads deeper into the forest. Well, this seems like what we're here for, right? Yes, absolutely. All right. Jamie, perception check around the area. Yeah, give me a quick perception check. Six. Six. Well, you're not dumb. I mean, you do notice that there are uh, most of the bodies and even the carriages lie with tiny needles and shards of ice in them. Oh. Did you see all the needles and shards of ice? Uh, and actually, if you guys want to take a look at Roll20, uh, you can see this area. And you are coming in from the northeast. Oh, wow. Here, I'm going to do something different here. You had mentioned like an icy statue of some kind. Yes, there is an icy statue. I'd like to go and take a look at that. Alrighty. Here, I'm just trying to move your characters on over for you guys. Ooh. There you go. You should have access to your characters. Um, the icy statue is down to the south, Jim, down there. I'll start picking my way over there. As you walk over there, you notice that the statue is not actually a statue. It is a man encased in ice. Oh! But it is not a full man. Chunks have actually been cut away from him. Oh! There are blocks of ice with bits of his body lying at his feet. Yikes. Who would do this? That is a good question. Are you all sure you don't want to just head back to town and say we couldn't find her? My very first adventure, and it's actually a lot more terrifying than I thought it would be. Right, well, they often are. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, there's been a lot of death that happens around Galarian, and uh, this is nothing very different, but we're here to stop it. Yes. So take heart, little one. You guys find the site of what appears to be a massacre. You think this is exactly where Yuln is talking about, that they were attacked. Um, what would you like to do? Uh, Chip is looking over the bodies and just making sure that uh, uh, that there's nobody left alive. Hmm. You look at the bodies out uh, on the ground in the snow. No one out here is alive, but Miyuki, you're hearing noises 
from the carriage that is actually upright that you're standing next to. Okay. Uh, you hear shuffling, muted shuffling from the inside, and you notice that the doors have actually been, like, barred with a spear. Hmm. Okay, uh, what I'll probably do then... Uh, well, um, could I detect magic? Is that what it's called? Detect magic on that um, carriage? Absolutely. You don't detect any magic coming from that general area. Okay. Um, so what I'll do is kind of call out um, to everyone and just say... I think there's something uh, fishy happening with this carriage. I'm gonna check it out, but keep your eyes open, um, and I'll do, I'll go closer and see if I can see what's happening in there. Yeah, um, it is kind of hard to see in the carriage. Uh, you would think that's because this carriage is built to, if under attack, you'd be able to shut all the windows and hide within it. Um, so you can't really see anything. You hear this shuffling coming from inside. Uh, the only other thing you notice is, roll a quick knowledge local. Okay. Uh, 17. 17, you would assume the markings that are on the carriage and on the dead bodies on the ground is actually the markings of Talden, uh, what's nobility. Mm. So you would assume that this is maybe one of the carriages that the lady Argentea would have been riding in. Okay. I, I think maybe, maybe we should try to open up this carriage. Uh, hello, is anyone in there who needs help? You don't hear a response. Yeah, I'm concerned that that is something uh, uh, maybe a bit evil in there. I mean, I don't know. It's just a worry. As she's mentioning that, I'm going to take a long pull from the bottle. <laughs> and uh, when I get done, I will like put my thumb in the center of my forehead and make a little circle. And a very thin, translucent shield of blue energy hovers in the air in front of me. It's like, go ahead, open it up. And, and you Very see that cool. Chip pulls out of his bag this, uh, this gauntlet with spikes on its, uh, on its fist, but he puts it on his left hand, and he goes, I'm ready! <laughs> All right, just All right. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm gonna just uh, maybe get to the side here, and uh, I'll pull that spear out and try and let the, the door open. All right. All right, and I do you that do? Thing. Yes. You do that thing. Uh, <laughs> and as you do, you need to roll initiative. <gasps> yes! <laughs> okay. Ooh, okay, there we go. All right, what is... Oh, Ben looks very happy. I am not happy about Ben being happy. Whenever you find love, it feels like Christmas. <laughs> oh my gosh, again? Yep. Y'all get wow. ready for it. I have heard him talk like this all day. It's it's gonna be a lot. I'm warning you. That's funny. Um, Isn't that always a lot? Come on, we're used oh, to this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> all right, let's get some initiatives. What's happening here? 21. Wow. 21 for Chip. 19 for Skeslin. Skeslin, 19. Miyuki got an 11. 
11 for Miyuki. What about you, Soraya? Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Ooh. Well, these things are not super fast, but what you see coming out at you, sorry, this sirenscape, I don't know how you do this, Ben. <laughs> There's so <laughs> much happening. Great. It's great. It, it is great. I'm just, I am an overwhelmed GM. Mm -hmm. Generally, I will be overwhelmed. Uh, you guys see two zombies. Oh! <gasps> uh, zombies? But you get to jump on them. Chip, what do you do? I go, come and know me better, man. And he races over there and he grapples onto the zombie. Oh boy. Roll a check for me, please. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know uh, what? This, this zombie is not yet out. That would be a 15 to grapple. 15 to grapple. That'll do it. You yeah. grapple this zombie. I've got him. Uh, it is Soraya's turn. Um, I think she kind of hesitates there for a second. Uh, she, she's, she knows that this is her moment to, to do something to help. Um, but she can't really think of what to do. So she kind of just like goes like this and she casts a firebolt. Firebolt, all right. Yes. Does that um, require a uh, reflex save of sorts or is it a There's melee no touch? save. It is no ranged. Save. Yeah, there is a ranged, uh, it is a ranged touch. Ooh, all right. And it is a 14. <laughs> 14 will do it. Oh, yeah. uh, which of the zombies are you targeting? Um, five, 10, 15. Uh, could you just point out where, how? So there's, there's one, one here, and then there's one that's still kind of in the cab of the carriage. Um, Chip has the one that's outside grappled, and then the one inside the carriage. Would the one inside have concealment? Yes. Uh, then the other one. <laughs> Okay, you aim a firebolt at the zombie that Chip <laughs> yes. is currently hugging. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and you hit. Um, that is, hold on, uh, 1d6. <laughs> Here we go. Six! <laughs> Six points of damage. Uh, wow. All right, it is now. I, oh, sorry, do I hit Chip? Uh, Chip. I don't know why. You I don't would. need you. No, I don't. I don't need you to hit him. I'm just asking because I want to say like, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say this time you don't hit him. Your aim was good enough. Uh, okay. But you know he, he has a few little like smoldering bits of beer. Whoa! Whoa! Sorry. That's uh, all right. It is now Skeslin's turn. Alrighty. So I've measured out the movements, and with thirty feet, I can get to here. Jamie. So you're moving out to the east. Yeah. I moved there on the east side. Now from here, it looks like I, uh, it looks like it would be behind the wagon. Can I see into it clearly or is it still an uh, issue? The zombie in the wagon, you cannot see, but you can see the one that Chip is grappling. That so, just the, got so the door is on the side of the wagon, right? Yes. It's not on the back of it. Okay. That's fine. Then I will just fire uh, a, I will point my finger out at this zombie that has been grappled and I will unleash a blinding white ray of positive energy using Disrupt Undead, which ooh, is just ooh. a ray attack. So against Touch AC, that is going to be 15. 
that'll do it. All right, so it's just 1d6 positive energy damage, and that mm. is five points of five. positive energy damage. Who said that a party without melee fighters couldn't do anything? <laughs> Not the me. The chat, who didn't believe in <laughs> us. Who Miyuki, was it? it is your turn. What do you do? Uh, okay, so what I want to do at this uh, after what um, Skeslin did, does it seem like they're... What, what can I perceive about them at this point as far as... Um, I don't know what I'm trying to ask. <laughs> Roll... Everybody need help is what I'm asking. Uh, it doesn't appear that anybody really needs help currently. Chip has one of them grappled. The other one has not appeared yet. Um, but do you have knowledge religion? Um, she has knowledge everything. I do have knowledge everything, technically, yes. Roll me a uh, knowledge religion real quick. Okay. That's an 18. 18. You would know that these bad boys are definitely undead. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have a feeling that um, they have a damage reduction of sorts. Hmm. That maybe uh, just hitting them with the side of a blade isn't going to work. Okay. But none of you are using blades. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by this? Like the side of the blade? like The broad side of a blade would not do much. You would need to cut these bad boys down. Gotcha. Okay. Here's what I wanted. Uh, there's two of them right now, right? Yes, one is still currently in the carriage, and the other one is grappled by Chip. Okay, can I jump up on the carriage? Um, and then mm-hmm. I want... Let me find a little... Inspire Courage? Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, I will jump up there with my drum, and I will say, Oh, what a crash! Oh, what a smash! How can I ever be so rash? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Before you do that, I'm roll inspired. me a quick acrobatics check. Okay. Oh my gosh. That or she falls on her face. <laughs> it's a possibility. You can do this from prone in the snow. <laughs> I, she can... definitely would, too. Uh, that is a 21. You make it up on the carriage with not a care in the world. And you begin inspiring courage. Great. Uh, it is currently the zombie's turn. So this zombie that's inside the carriage, he is going to take a little jaunt over here to meet up with a fella named Skeslin. And Skeslin, oh. he's going to attempt to slam you. Like you do. Like you do. Don't know if it's going to hit, though. Let's see. 17? Well, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yes. I first hit. Skeslin, you're going to take seven points of damage. Oh, that's too many. I'm dying. <gasps> oh, <no! laughs> I'm dying. Wow. Well, you guys, I think that's the end of our game. No! I put a player under on the first move I made. Oh! I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, so everybody else, you see Skeslin go down. Jamie is uh, ruthless. Uh, and you know what? This other zombie chip that you have in your grasp, he's yeah, going to yeah, try yeah. to break out. Oh, he is. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. 
Uh, yeah. Ooh, it might do it. It's an 18 on the die. Yes, uh, I mean, even though even though I'm a pretty good grappler, that does that does That's... get that. So he breaks free of me. <laughs> he breaks free, and he's just gonna turn on you and slam away. Ah, good luck. Just a point of order that breaking free of a grapple is a standard action. Just yeah. putting it out there that it's a standard action to do that. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. I will admit when I am wrong. Thank you. He won't slam, but he will uh, just stand there. Uh, and we go back to the top of the round with Chip. This guy just broke out of your arms. What do you do? Yeah. Um, so that 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 that's not very fun for Chip. Uh, so he'll go. Oh, I just wanted to give you a hug. Ah, oh, but this'll <laughs> this'll have to do. And he'll he'll pull out a little uh, a little his like tankard and chug some of uh, some of his ale. And then he will channel positive energy. In will it. he? Because pulling out the tankard. Well, I mean, the pulling, out, the pulling out the tankard is a flavor of my channeling, all right? It's not necessarily, like, a necessary thing. It's just what I'm playing it at. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But he does he does have to roll a concentration to channel so You close. do? Um, do, do. 15 on the die, um, plus my... Concentration. Channeling doesn't require concentration. It's not a spell are like you, ability. Are you attempting to? Oh, it's a supernatural ability. Yeah, it's yeah. A supernatural. You don't have to. Uh, do that. But I'm going to channel to uh, to hurt them. Uh, okay. Yeah. So. And you should be able to hit both of them, correct? Oh, yeah. I hit both of them. Uh, it's minimum damage, and I do one point of damage. One point. Well, the zombie in front of you slumps to the ground. Ha! Got him. But the one over by Skeslin uh, does not look too bad off. It is, would you like to do anything else? Uh, I'll move over to that guy. All right. Uh, and then Soraya, it is your turn. You see Skeslin, the guy you've been following around town all day, fall. What do you do? So I'm kind of looking for somewhere to hide or something to just kind of get some cover behind, but I'm literally in between the two worst possible things that could ever happen to Soraya. She's in between a dead horse and a fallen tree. Oh. <laughs> no. So it's like, ugh, like everything around her is just terrible right now. So, but she kind of looks over and is able to kind of focus for a second at Skeslin and she kind of just closes her eyes real quick and out darts just like this tiny little like yellowy-ish but more of like an if if icicles had like like an ice light i don't know okay that's not describing it very well um that's exactly how she would describe it um, yeah. <laughs> um and it just shoots from her hand and she is going to cast stabilize on skeslin nice so you're not gonna die yet Skeslin. You're just going to be unconscious for a while. It's fine. It's fine. They don't need you. You can go back to town. Uh, then Skeslin, it's your turn. You're unconscious. Sorry. Well, I don't have to make a dying check, but I do have a uh, mercy. And you I will do use my mercy, a mercy. to have a single hit point. <laughs> Yay! Jim Jam. A single hit point, you say. Uh... And that will make it 
Miyuki's turn. Miyuki, don't forget you have. Well, just uh, out of curiosity, is is using a mercy? Does that does that take up my actions? Because if I have a hit point and I'm awake, I can I actually have things that I can do. I'm gonna say you have a move action. So if you'd like to stand, you can. But um, using mercy, I'm gonna consider like it would be the same as taking a potion to me personally. Okay. Uh, well, then I, what I will do is I'll lay right where I am and I'll take a free action uh, to dismiss or to burst the icy shield around me in a wave of cold that blasts over. Unfortunately, it's going to hit Chip, oh. but it's also going to hit this zombie. So I'm going to need a reflex save. Great, I'm real good. Reflex save from my zombies. Got to tell you, it Single was zombie. lingering on that natty 20, uh, but... Ooh. It is going to be a 15. Uh, 15 is a failure. Ah! So, well, the zombie was a four, so... So both the zombie and Chip are going to take three points of cold damage as the shield bursts in a wave. Wow, I okay. don't like that. Um, Chip, Chip will just look at Skeslin and go, <laughs> that's cool! We could have <laughs> just gone home. <laughs> and that will now make it Miyuki's turn. Miyuki, don't forget, you do have a BBBB extra action for a round in combat whenever you would like to use it. Okay. Well, in this instance, because it looks like uh, things are going fairly well, I'm not going to maintain the bardic performance. But what I want to do is uh, pull out my uh, sword. This is a sword. Pretend it's a sword. And I, what I really want to do is jump off of the um, carriage and just kind of try to go straight down on top of one of the zombies' heads. Okay, Props. there's only... <laughs> I know. She's so prepared. There's only one zombie still standing. Um, okay. And so you... Roll me an acrobatics check first. Okay. Yeah. No, die. Come back. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was real good. Um, <laughs> that's a five. That's a five. You uh, catch your foot on the edge as you are attempting to jump down, and you do not <laughs> land where you want to. You land a little further away than you uh, thought you were going to. Oh. You make an amazing attack into the snow. Oh, great. Uh, and after I do that, I go, I turn to the zombie and go, that, that's what I'm going to do to you <laughs> next time. <laughs> uh so the zombie looks right back at you and goes to slam you. Yeah, that makes sense. This makes sense. Ooh, 16 on the die. Plus oh. four makes that a dirty 20. Oh. Yeah, I have a 17, so... Let's see. Ooh, okay, minimum damage. It's only going to be five points. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm still up. <laughs> still up, huh? Yeah. Good to know. Ooh, ooh. Uh, that brings us back to the top of the round for Chip. Chip, what do you do? Well, I was trying to show your friend how to know me better, and I will attempt to grapple this zombie. Uh, that will be 16. 16. You grappled the zombie again. <laughs> oh, well, this is the first time for this one. Uh, yeah, you just squeeze him up in a big bear hug. I got him! <laughs> uh, Soraya, it's your turn again. Um, she's going to... 
Um. <laughs> oh, yes. Um. She's going to go over to um, Skeslin mm -hmm. <laughs> and say, how are you feeling? Are you okay? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she's going to, um, she's going to place like a hand on him a little awkwardly, um, just like, uh, and just mm -hmm. to give him a cure light wounds. Quick question. Mm -hmm. Are you, where are oh. you going to be beside him? Oh yeah, I guess I'd have to go up to him. So I'm, I'm going into the fray. Now, as I understand it, Jim, that is casting a spell within range of a, a combatant, correct? Yes, oh, but he's under normal circumstances, but unfortunately the big boy has him oh. grabbed. Why did I Dang ever it. let you be a grappler? I don't <laughs> like it. I already don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All I right. to myself, didn't I? <laughs> No, you're, you're actually fine, Katie. okay you right can't now. You can take attack of opportunity because uh, he's grappled. Go ahead and roll some healing for Skessa. Yeah, okay. Um, 1d8. Hang on, let me find my d8. Okay. Um, five. five now that, this, I, that is a lot of hit. That is all of my hit points back to me. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Uh, Skesslin, it is your turn. I'm going to stand up. I am going to look at this stupid zombie right in its dumb face. Yep. And I am going to once again reach out and fire a beam of positive energy uh, with a nat twenty. Yeah! Right in this thing's dumb face. Do you do? Um, <laughs> do you do uh, confirms or do you do nat twenties as auto crits? Auto crits. Auto crits. So, right to the dome, that is 10 points of positive energy damage. And this second zombie slumps to the ground. <laughs> and Chip gets Dead. so excited that he just starts pounding the ground with his feet and it actually starts shaking you and he's like, <laughs> Oh, wow, you guys. Well, I was really proud for a second that I took Skesslin down with my first hit. But then you guys kind of whooped up on those zombies. I mean, that wasn't too hard. Uh, yeah. What do you do? Uh, I don't feel so great. That zombie was very rude to me. Oh, well, uh, yeah, come on over here. And uh, he'll, he'll pull Miyuki aside. And uh, as soon as they get far enough away from any enemies, he'll just go... Uh, he'll drink a little bit more of his ale and just spread his arms out and start laughing towards the sky. And you receive back six points of healing, Ooh. as do I. Thank you. Wow. I feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to go to Skeslin and say, wow, uh, that was Amazing. That was not amazing. That was awful. What are we even doing out here? First it was Faye and now there's zombies sitting around here. This is nonsense. We don't yeah. even know if we're getting paid for this job. You people are insane. Well, I thought you were very brave. Brave. Oh, thank and you for I the heal. Oh, of course. That's my job. And I kind of stand there awkwardly staring at him to like keep talking to me. 
I'll just pass you the bottle of wine that I'm drinking from, gulping down some, and just pass it over to you. Oh, um, I take like the tiniest, tiniest little sip that she can muster. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> <sighs> well, is it often that there are uh, undead about this area of the place? Does anyone know? Roll, hmm. somebody can roll a knowledge local. Okay, I can do that. Uh, 17. You would think, no, this is not normal. This is a wood in summer that all of a sudden is snowing and you've heard that there are fey about and now zombies? Not any of this is making sense. You know, wait, I, I will answer this question. No, this is very strange that there are zombies about in these woods in this summertime. We should, we should uh, look into this. I think that I might try and um, kind of look around a bit more. I mean, in Mayuki's mind, if there were zombies here, there might be magic nearby. Um, it, can I use detect magic to kind of to do an area? Or yeah, sure. Be- uh, you you do a sweep of the area, and you aren't finding much magic. Um, let me look at one thing, but you aren't finding a lot. I'll tell you that. Okay. Uh, let me double check one thing. And I think that Chip is going over to these zombies and kind of rifling through, uh, to find out, because these were once people, uh, to find out who they were. Sure. Uh, you looking at these zombies, you actually notice that these were two of the guards wearing Talden uh, tunics. So they were with this party, you figured, mm. trying to protect Lady Argentea. Um, let's see. You do not find anything magical. Maybe. Well. Beyond this broken carriage, those zombies that attacked us and all this detritus, this is a boring area. There's no magic anywhere around here. Is there anywhere specific you guys would like to take a look in this area? I actually wanted to go over to the overturned cart and start searching through that one. Um, You take a look inside. As you can tell from the map, these windows are actually still open. Mm -hmm. You take a look inside and you find two of what appears to be Lady Argentea's handmaidens dead inside. Mm. Um, But you take a quick look around inside and you find some of their, uh, like, chests have broken, some of their luggage. uh, And there are three outfits of their extra outfits in here that might get you some coin in town. Hmm. Um, I don't know if anyone has actually done this yet, but can I look in the carriage that the zombies came out of? Sure. Uh, nobody has done that. Roll a perception check. Okay. Ooh, nat 20. Nice. Uh, at first glance, you can tell this was most definitely the lady's carriage uh, and that this has been looted pretty much, but 
you notice a small jewelry box under the seat. Uh, And inside you find a signet ring, a pair of earrings, a set of pearl inlaid bracelets, assorted gold and silver necklaces, and one sapphire pendant. Wow. Uh, Okay, well, I'm going to put on the ring um, and, and, and bring it all out and go... Look at this new jewelry I found. It's going to look so pretty on me. Isn't that nice? It was just like a gift. Uh, Jamie, can you can you say again? I'm just creating a master list. but Sure, yeah. If you want to be in charge of inventory, I highly approve. <clears throat> uh, you find a small jewelry box containing a signet ring, a pair of earrings, a set of pearl inlaid bracelets, assorted gold and silver necklaces, and one sapphire pendant. I don't, I don't write as fast as you talk. <laughs> well, yeah, That's why uh, you do it in scribbles, and then you pearl, can go back pearl later. In, pearl inlaid bracelets, gold and silver... Necklaces, and one sapphire pendant. Okay. And Soraya sees everyone uh, kind of looking at the... the their surroundings, you know, uh, checking out the areas and the the bodies and the carts. And so she kind of like looks around like, oh, uh, she needs to be doing that too. And then just kind of like starts, just kind of like walking in a circle and pretending to like check things, but she's not checking anything really. She just is trying to mimic what they're doing. Right. She's putting on the, uh, the act of try- trying to do what she thinks is right. Yeah. But, that's, uh, that's what they're doing. So, right. Yeah. Um, Skeslin, I see you are over at the man encased in ice. Yeah, I was, uh, after, after collecting some, some noble women's clothes, uh, I wanted to go over to the man encased in ice. And I was, I was hoping that a spellcraft check might be appropriate to see if this is a magical effect that I might be able to identify. Um, yeah, roll a spellcraft check. That is a total of 19. You are not sure what this is, but you are sure that this was magic. Okay. Uh, and as you are looking at this man encased in ice, um, A, he is definitely dead, just to let you know. Chunks are missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but this appears to be the captain of the guard. Uh, his, mm. his tunic and his armor is a little nicer than the others you've seen. Uh, you, in fact, you haven't seen armor or weapons on any of the bodies here. You've just seen their tunics mm-hmm. um, so, that they've been wearing. So when I notice all this, and I recall that Soraya uh, was quite adept at, at producing flame, I'm gonna, hey, you druid, yes. come yes. come here. I, I this man, um, we need to take care of the body, proper burial, blah blah blah. He, he can't be encased in ice for that though. Dude, you, you can. Produce enough fire, you think, to melt through this? Um, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I can, I can, um, fine. I'll use my domain spell for the day, Jim. (laughs) Ooh, domain spell. Um, and I, I, I very much want to impress him. So I'm just like, oh, yes. Um, and she kind of just like, doesn't really know where to touch on the ice block because there's like chunks missing and it really kind of is like scary, but she she just kind of goes like this 
and she'll cast Burning Hands. Oh. Mm. Okay. That'll that'll do it. Yeah. He's dead uh, now. All I had. <laughs> well, he it was very dead. clear he was dead to begin with. Let's be very honest. Uh, so you cast some flame on this man encased in ice, and the majority oh. of the ice uh, does melt very quickly with that spell. Uh, enough that if you wanted to the rest of the ice is weak enough that you could get the body out without too much work. Um, You see that the captain is actually still wearing his breastplate. uh, And you notice that on the ground, (laughs) the flaming (laughs) burning hands. I love it. Um, On the ground, a chunk of ice melted and the chunk on the ground happened to be the captain's arm. And he was still grasping his long sword. Mm. So you've now found a longsword as well. Longsword and a breastplate. And I'll just go through the, the pockets real quick, make sure you didn't have anything else good on he, him. He uh, seems to, uh, if he didn't have anything, that might have been an option, or his body has been looted before being fully encased. Mm-hmm. Um, Chip will go around and start picking up the dead bodies and, and putting them in the upright carriage uh, to take back later all right and he even like will lift up a horse and put it on the roof you know not a lot of humans can lift horses Mm. but you are seven feet tall he's a big guy he is a very big guy um i'm gonna rush over there if he's lifting up a horse and i'll be like oh um excuse me um yeah i don't i don't think you should be doing that it's a bit disrespectful don't you think? We're gonna go bury it. It's it's better than leaving it here to be eaten. Oh, all right. And with that, Chip starts dealing with the dead bodies in the area, at least clearing the pathway, I guess, um, trying to gather things to be taken care of later. Uh, and Skeslin, you were actually standing at this man that was encased in ice and is mm-hmm. now slightly scorched. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you notice a trail to the south of this man. It's quite mm-hmm. obvious between uh, a copse of trees, but there are plenty of footprints. You actually see horse hoof prints mm-hmm. uh, in the snow. And you would think this is probably where they attacked from and went back this way. Well, I can only assume that we are continuing with this fool's errand. And if that's the case, we might as well follow this trail. I think this is probably where they came and went from. Ooh. Well, what else are we going to do? Go home, have some more wine, sleep in a nice comfy bed, not get killed by undead or fae or or wild horses or whatever else it is that's going to attack us. Oh, but but you didn't get killed, now, did you? No, no it not quite. Sounds nice, but we're adventurers. At least that's what I've been told. Oh yes, you are an adventurer. Oh, me? I'm an no, no, no. You guys are the real adventurers. I just, I just get to be here. Oh. Hmm. Well, you know what they say about adventuring. 
You need well, to adventure. You need to adventure. So follow me, friends. We'll see what lies around the bend. Write that down. That was a good one. <laughs> me, he takes another note. <laughs> and and kind of as they're like fading beyond the curve, you can just hear Soraya being like, you know, I do think that that magical juice helped me. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you start following this trail through the forest off the beaten path. Uh, I do need to know marching order. I am in the lead. Yeah. Put the cleric up front. That's yep. <laughs> the way every party should be. I agree. <laughs> So we've got Chip in the front, then Miyuki, and then Skeslin and maybe Soraya. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm with Skeslin. We're All talking right. about magic juice. Are you side by side? I, yeah, I would be uncomfortably like trying to like look up at him while we're walking. <laughs> when she like oh, sort of like rubs up against my shoulder, I'll just push her to the side. No, thank you, Druid. <laughs> <laughs> but I keep coming back. <laughs> no, thank you, Druid. I hope that becomes a. <laughs> A chat command, a night command. Is. Or like it a meme. <laughs> or, or like um, a meme. Somebody needs to meme that moment. No, thank you, Druid. <laughs> no, thank you. You travel down this trail a bit further. In fact, let me show you a map of the Borderwood, dear players. Um, if you take a look at Roll20, you will see a map uh, of the area that you have been told to look, you know, yeah. and... and Actually, what is labeled A on the map is where you found the uh, carriages, and you are right, heading right, right. further into the cold of the forest. And well, quick we question. We go to B. Thank you so much. <laughs> quick question. Who is wearing cold weather gear? Who is immune to cold? And who needs to roll me a fortitude save? Uh, I am not technically immune to cold but there is a very slim chance this will affect me. So I will make a fortitude save. And if I fail the fortitude save, you can still roll damage. But if it's not enough to overcome the resistance, it won't matter. <laughs> Fine. Anybody else need to roll fortitude? Uh, I'm, re see, I'm energy resistant against, well, that's cold attacks. I'm, I have Northern ancestry. Me too. So you two, I'm gonna just hand wave oh. for now. Okay. They, you, if you're not wearing cold weather gear, you can still get injured by it, but, um, but it may not be enough to overcome your cold resistance. I would also probably have like, I'm, she would have gear of some kind. Yeah, I selected the cold weather outfit. Yeah. Okay, so the cold weather outfit actually gives you a plus five to your fortitude save. So go ahead and roll it for me. You just get an extra plus five on your fortitude against the cold. Okay. I had an 18 on the die against the cold, so that should get me through at least an hour of this. Yeah, you're good, 15. Jim. What was that? 15, and I have cold resistance too. You are fine. 16. You are fine. Oh, did I need to roll for this yeah. too? Yes. Oh. Just do a fortitude <laughs> check plus five for me. Mm. Okay. I uh, get on my wait. Uh, fortitude. Mm. I got a three. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Are you in your human form? Uh, yes. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to make a quick judgment and say that that's not going to cut it. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Miyuki, you take three points of non-lethal damage Ow. from exposure to the cold. So Megan, that's only one point because of your cold resistance. Okay. Sweet. 
extra cold out here. Just, just uh, be aware. <laughs> just, you know, it's, it's, it's cold. Uh, actually, the temperature in this area before you leave these carriages, it's hovering around freezing. And it keeps getting colder the further you travel along this trail. Um, and you travel for another bit. Uh, and actually, as it enters the full expanse of the borderwood, the trail passes through a small clearing among the taller trees before continuing uphill and out of sight. You see a large chest lies half buried in the snow, apparently dropped or discarded by those who hastily passed this way. Everybody roll a perception check. Oh. Mm. Mm. No lucky. I got an eight. 11, eight. 11. 11. Six. Six. <laughs> so you guys are walking up and this marching order, you see a chest up ahead, half buried in the snow. What do you do? Uh... We, oh, well, there's a chest over there. I'll, should we go look at it? Yeah. Okay. Always open chests. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, um, spurred on by Miyuki, um, Chip <laughs> will just walk over there and open it. Uh, does anybody follow Chip? Yep. I'm wherever no. Gesslin is. I'll watch so. this from afar. <laughs> <laughs> Chip? Followed by Miyuki, start to walk towards the chest, completely yeah. missing the rope hidden by snow. No! And Chip, you catch this rope with your foot, and you hear something give in the trees above you. And uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna roll something. Okay. And I'll let you know what happens. All right. It's a trap. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm assuming an 18 would hit the both of you. Yep. Oh my, yes. All right. What happens is uh, you see this spiked log come oh. swinging down from above you in the trees. Ouch. And it catches both of you. No. Yep. With, uh, ooh, nine points of damage. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, that's more than Miyuki has. So, uh, Skeslin yeah. and Soraya, you see the two of them like, I'm going to go look at the chest <laughs> and hear a rope snap and this big log just come boom and oh. knock the both of them. Chip, do you get up from this hit? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm groggily. I'm there, but I'm like, oh, that, that hurt. Hang on. But Miyuki does not get up. So he'll, he'll drink some more of his, his ale and be like, ah, and uh, he'll channel, uh, He get, uh, both of us get three points back and he'll channel again, getting five more points back. So a total of Ooh. eight hit points returned. Oh, awesome, thank you. Um, does this, uh, does, am I taking this from zero or is it from however many hit points I was down? It's from um, whatever your total was at the time. So okay, however so I, many you were down. I was at eight, yeah. minus, so minus one, so I'd be at seven. Okay. Yeah. Not too bad. Thanks. No. Uh, yeah, you, this spiked lug just comes out of nowhere and hits you, but it swings back and forth a few times and settles in the middle of its pendulum. Uh, what do you do? 
Well, first I gotta warn you that I can't do that anymore today. Right. The ale, the ale right. tub is out, so I gotta gotta well, restock. Thank you, and also rude. This, this, this. Who would do a thing like this? Is ridiculous. Yeah. But that must mean there's good treasure in there, right? Well, go open it. We'll see. Okay. Oh, should we? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, maybe in light of the trickiness of our foes, I could try something first. Okay. Okay. I like this idea. If you would step back away from the chest, and I will get uh, about 30 feet away from the chest, and I'll wait for them to back up just a moment. And then I will try, and if it's locked, it won't work, but I'll at least try to cast open on the chest. It is unlocked, and the chest does open. Uh, how far away are you when you do this? Uh, let me check the range on that. I believe it is 25 feet. Okay, uh, roll a quick perception check. Sure. Uh, 20, even. Dirty 20. Uh, you notice... Even from that far away, there's nothing in that chest. Hmm. Good. Wonderful. Much like our whole endeavor, danger for no gain. Here we are. Everybody else can also roll a perception check. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, 18. <laughs> 11. 11. 21. Chip, it's you, uh, as Skesslin's like, you know what, I'm done. This is awful, I hate it. Uh, you notice something sparkling from underneath the chest. Ah, but Skeslin, when you look, you have to use your eyes. <laughs> he'll, he'll walk over to the chest and, That's a good uh, one. and lift it up. <laughs> Uh, you lift up the chest. It's a good thing you do because you find buried underneath the chest five sets of leather armor, oh. three sets of studded leather armor, Whoa. a masterwork chain shirt, two light wooden shields. Am I talking too fast? Uh-huh. <laughs> how, many, how many light wooden shields? Two. Seven long swords, two spears, a masterwork dagger, <laughs> and three light crossbows with 25 bolts. Oh, that's awesome. You would guess this is where all the armor and weapons from the guards back at the carriages went. Yeah. Um, so I'll say, wow, there's a, a trove of items here. Um, if anybody would like any of these that would find it useful, uh, you can take them now and then we'll hide this chest and come back and get it later. Hmm. I'd love a crossbow. Okay. There you go. Nothing, no thank you. I'll take the, the masterwork dagger if nobody's going to claim it. So you guys dig through this treasure, decide to kind of hide it again, uh, and come back for it later, right? Yeah. 
Um, but it seems like danger has passed for the moment. You keep traveling down the trail a bit further. Uh, it is getting later in the evening and snow becomes increasingly deep in this part of the forest where oh. a windswept gully carves a path through a tree-covered ridge. A soft cascade of snow falls from an overhead branch, hissing softly as it strikes the ground. Everyone roll perception, please. Yep. There we go. That's a good one. 22. 22. 18. 30, 20. I just rolled a natural 20, but it was outside of my box. Doesn't count. Oh, and if it's Ben, it doesn't count if it's outside the box. What'd you roll? Tell me it's the opposite of the natural 20. Six. It's not an opposite. (laughs) Almost. Almost. I'm not using my eyes. You guys are traveling down this path, you see the snow start to build up. I need everyone to roll another fortitude save. Oh. Mm. 24. 24. 17. 16. Right. Pass, pass, pass. Nine. Ooh. Muki. My goodness. <laughs> you take... Four points of non-lethal damage. You're still in your human form, correct? Yeah, but I think she's going to switch. (laughs) That that seems like the right idea. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So Miyuki seems to not be doing well with this cold, and it gets colder and colder the further you get into this forest, and it's getting darker, which means it's going to continue to get colder um you're traveling down this path and you hear the snow falling from tree branches is there anything you're talking about is there anything you're doing as you travel i mean if no one else is talking i'm definitely monologuing about (laughs) nonsense Uh, and (laughs) go ahead katie (laughs) um no if she's monologuing um, Soraya is very interested in, in <laughs> listening. Uh, I was just going to say, Megan, uh, I don't know if we've gone over non-lethal damage here, so I just want to make sure you're tracking it separately than, uh, than your normal hit points, right? Okay. Yeah. I mean, yes. I'm No, yes. <laughs> uh, so non-lethal you track <clears throat> separately, and you can never die from non-lethal. Okay. Uh, I learned that lesson in a very bad way because I let a character die thinking non-lethal could kill me. I won't put you through that. Um, <laughs> okay. So keep it separate. And when your current hit points and the non-lethal you've taken, uh-huh. the damage you've taken equal, you go unconscious, but you won't die. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, so you guys are chatting Snow's kind of starting to drizzle down from the trees. Uh, everyone, what? sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, what time of day are we looking at? You you mentioned it's it getting is, darker. Is it? It is getting darker. You are probably around four in the afternoon at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you left mid morning, uh, but you would think that within a forest, you're going to get it's going to get mm-hmm. darker earlier because obviously, yeah. and you aren't sure if the winter is going to affect the sun as well. You aren't Mm -hmm. sure how far whatever is happening 
uh, reaches. Well, you know, much like the cold, the darkness doesn't bother me. I don't know how the rest of you fare in it, though. I'm a I'm a human, so uh, you know I'm just uh, uh, it it doesn't I can't see in the dark. I need some sort of sort of light. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> I guess light. It's oh. it, it's four in the afternoon. I don't think that really works right now, but uh, I, I appreciate it. Oh, of course, yes. Um, well, if anyone needs any light, I have, I have light. Um, Saraya is just trying to be an adventurer, like the party <laughs> members. She's trying so hard that she doesn't notice oh, no. something jump out of the trees oh. to attack her. Oh. I need everyone to roll initiative. Oh, oh I gotta go to initiative. That's way better. Let's just put on some battle music first. How about 18. that? What was that? 18. 18 for Soraya. 13 for me. 13 for Skeslin. Chip. 14. 14, Miyuki. Uh, I got a dirty 20. Dirty 20. Well, none of you noticed what was causing the snow to fall from the trees. Mm. Uh, and you, yeah, you look up and uh, this creature jumps out of the trees and pounces on Soraya. <clears throat> and is going to attempt to grab Mercy. her. Mercy! <laughs> well, it's a 10 on the die. Let's see what it's gonna be a total. Ooh, fifth, ooh, 19 to what? grab you. Oh. Yep. Wow. So this thing jumps from the trees, lands on Soraya and grabs her. What you guys see at first, uh, this serpentine creature has the head of a ferocious dragon and two relatively small forearms that end in tiny claws. Oh. Uh, that's what you see at first glance. Yeah, that's a cute version of it, I guess. This thing is uh, much more terrifying, I hope. <laughs> and since that's the surprise round, and I rolled the highest initiative. I'm gonna go oh. again. Oh, um, and with this, it has you grappled, Katie, and it attempts to rake you with its oh. claws. Oh! Yeah, you are a dead adventurer. Well, All right, the first, oh, 19 on the die. That's a 24 for the first rake. <laughs> <laughs> and 18 makes it a 23 for the second. I'm going to assume those both hit. Yes. Let's see how this damage works. Can I use my mercy to reduce it? You, you sure better. can. I'll give you the total, <laughs> and then you can do with it's that. It's not gonna really help. You got minimum damage. You're only going to take six points from the two <gasps> rakes combined. Oh my gosh. Wow. <clears throat> so five from. Yikes. Good use of the mercy. Hopefully it uh, keeps you alive. And it is Miyuki's turn. You see this dragon-ish serpentine creature jump from the trees and attack Soraya and attempt to like claw her apart. Okay. What do you do? I want to 
uh, turn and look at this uh, turn and look at this creature and just look it right in the eyes as much as I can. And uh, I'm going to use, I'm going to try to use unwitting ally. Um, and I just want to talk at it. Uh, I'm going to say the earthquake <laughs> rumbled and mumbled and grumbled. And then he bumped and everything tumbled. Bumpity thump, bumpity bump, houses and places all in a lump. And that is how I'm going to turn him to our side. Ooh, all right. Do I need to roll a save for you? Yes, it's a DC uh, 14. DC 14 will save, yes? Yes. Oh, so close. <laughs> 16. Ah, so close. Yeah. So, oh, man. So close. She's very confident, uh, though. <laughs> do you do anything else? You can move. Uh, yeah, I get. I move back away from it as much as possible while still looking very intimidating. Of course. You know, retreating always looks intimidating in battle. It does. Yes. It is Soraya's turn. Soraya, you are currently grappled Grapple. by this creature and being torn apart. Yep. Um, I would like to attempt to free myself from the grapple. All right, let's give it a the good old try, huh? What do I add? Uh, would you like to do an escape artist or a strength check? <laughs> I'm a druid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, uh, I'll do escape artist. All right, let's give it a shot. Okay. Be good. Ooh, no. Uh, <laughs> it's a ten. Not gonna uh, do it. Okay. So this thing continues to grapple you. Is there anything you want to do while can I, being held? I can't concentrate while and cast a spell while being grappled, can I? Uh, you It's can, really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. But it is possible, right? It is possible, but it requires a concentration check. The problem is that trying to escape a grapple is a standard, standard action, action. So you can't cast a spell this round. Got yeah. it. Okay. You can but draw you can... like a light weapon, like a dagger or a knife or something, or you could uh, move. I don't know. Is is this creature? How big is this creature that's on her? This is a medium-sized creature. Oh, uh, it is never mind, you can't move. six <laughs> feet long. <clears throat> yeah. I, I will say, if it is helpful, since I am kind, uh, it has you grappled like over one shoulder and at your waist, so your arms are free but it's just got you, yeah. So if you want to draw something, you can. Uh, if you want to yell out for help, you can, but casting will be next turn. Yep, I'm good. All right, we move on to Chip's turn. Chip, uh, you'll so, move. So Chip will look at Miyuki and said, you said rumble, right? Yes. And then he'll, and then he'll look over to the, to the creature and say, not the little lass and he'll slam on his chest and suddenly this seven foot tall creature this man he becomes 14 feet tall and he is very very large and he just not the little lass and he steps over right mm. next to her as i've cast enlarge person upon myself all right a big guy becoming bigger and moving up to the combatant. Wow, Skeslin, what do you do? Uh, Skeslin sees, he was talking to uh, uh, the druid, no doubt, while she was walking along. And then all of a sudden this thing just like leaps out of the darkness, grabs onto her. He's got the 
bottle of wine halfway to his lips and he just sort of like freaks out. He's like, oh, piss buckets. He takes a huge <laughs> jug uh, as part of casting his spell and then spits at this lizard creature and I need a reflex save. A reflex save, eh? How's a 10 gonna do me? That is a failure. So oh. you are entangled by what is essentially a magical Tanglefoot bag. You take a minus <laughs> two penalty to attack rolls. You have a minus four penalty to your dexterity, and you are glued in place and can't move. Ooh. Glued in place, can't move. What was the negative to my attacks? Negative two to attacks, yeah. Uh, and that is right. going to last for six rounds. Six rounds. Do you do anything else? Yeah, I back up a little bit. Uh, uh, and that's about it. I just take a take a five foot step back away. And that's all I got. Mm, okay. So you all, except for Chip, Chip moves forward, but Miyuki and uh, Skeslin back away from this thing. Even though it is pinned where it stands. Slithers, mm. what does a, a serpentine creature do? Um, nevertheless, this thing still has Soraya grappled. And... With its turn, it looks But I am right I am right next to it. You are right next to it, so I think you'll get an attack of opportunity, but I want this to play out first. Okay. Soraya, it's got you from behind. Mm -hmm. And it leans its head forward. And its breath is like blue mist. Uh-oh. And it uh breathes into your face and I need a fortitude save. Oh! Uh, would this be a an attack that deals cold damage? Hmm. Let's double check that. No. Okay. Bummer. <laughs> right. Fortitude. Ooh, okay. 17. 17, you breathe this breathy mist in and you feel a drain of strength, but oh. you, you rally yourself and you're able to brush it off. No effect takes hold. <laughs> uh, but Chip, you do get an attack of opportunity. Let's go ahead and deal with that. I'm going to rip it off of her. You're uh. going to rip it off of her is what I heard. Yeah, yes? yeah, I'm going to grapple and rip it off of her. I'm going to grapple the grappler. Okay, let's let's do this. Yeah. Grapple this thing. No! Oh. Uh, that's a nine. Ooh, not gonna do it. So we move on to Miyuki's turn. Miyuki, you have backed up. What you gonna do now? Ooh, okay. Um, now... Uh, I want to, uh, I want to, um, try ghost sound and make it essentially sound like a bunch of, like, people coming as much as mm -hmm. I can, uh, kind of down the pathway. From behind you or from the opposite direction? Uh, from behind me. Okay. Uh, so you cast ghost sound and you see this creature look up in the direction. Yeah. 
but it stays grappled onto Soraya. It mm. doesn't seem like it's going to let go for anything at this point. Okay. Um, would you like to do anything else? Um, uh, <laughs> I will pull out, wait, go look at the right sheet. My, um, I think I have a short bow. I will pull out my short bow and just prepare to be able to use that. All right. Preparing a physical attack this time for next round. Soraya, it is your turn. What do you do? I will attempt another, uh, free myself from grapple. Okay, let's do it. Escape artist. That is a 19. Ooh. And you break free of this creature's grasp. You see that she breaks free. I'm just like, just get away from it. It can't move. That is scurry away from it. (laughs) Uh, So you run away. yeah. Chip, it's your turn. You are enlarged and next to this creature. It has finally given way and released. Soraya, what do you do? Oh, it can't move? It okay. can't move. And he'll take a five foot step back and kind of pat himself again. And, uh, and it looks like he gets even stronger. Wow. As he... <laughs> imbues a strength surge upon himself. All right. Well, our cleric is definitely the tank right now. (laughs) All right. Uh, This thing may be pinned in place, but it has not taken damage yet. Skeslin, it is your turn. Uh, I will guess I'll try to blast it with a beam. An icy blue beam springs forth from my fingers. Ooh, icy this is blue. A touch, this is a ranged touch attack, and that'll be a nat 20. Woo! the ranged touch attack. 20. Wow. Nice. Now, this is cold damage, so who knows if this is going to be any, if, any effective at all, and it's only a total of six points. Six points of damage. Uh, I will show you by opening my damage marker and taking all of that damage. I gotcha. I get it. Good, good. <laughs> all right. It is its is turn again. ruthless, Jim Jam. <laughs> no, you're all still alive. Uh, it's my turn again. No. So uh, this thing is stuck in place. Can it escape this magical tangle burn or tangle foot bag? Uh, it can, in order, probably. Probably. Just say no, Jim. I think it can take uh, actions to scrape itself free. Basically, it, with, with one turn of scraping itself free, it would be able to move, and then another turn later, it would be able to um, scrape, because it would st- even if it can move, it still takes the penalties. Okay. And and if when if it gets to the point where it can move, it still can only move at half speed. Got it. Well, it's going to take that action to scrape away what is holding it in place. This like sticky oozy magic wine. It requires, I guess, a strength check. Strength <laughs> like a, check. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that will be a fourteen. It is insufficient. Ha. Well, 
nevertheless, what is it going to do? Stay here? So it tries to rip this away. It's not making any headway. Miyuki, it is your turn. Okay. Uh, I- I'm just going to glare at it and then shoot it with my short bow. Shoot it with a short bow. Right, right for the eyeball. Aiming right for the eyeball. Ooh, and I got a, a nat 20. That's yes! That's a time secret. That uh, is going to hit, obviously. And yes, it is a times three crit. So let's roll some damage and triple it. Oh my goodness. So I roll and then I triple the damage? That yes. I rolled? Okay. Then we'll use this die. Uh, okay. Oh, 15. 15 damage. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I also use my, uh, my, what is it? The bit boss? My point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, for an extra move. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. I shoot it in no, the other no. eye. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. You can certainly try. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that is an eight. I mean, a nine. Nine Similar is not going to do it. Okay, well, it but, lied, I suppose. <laughs> you know, you were so excited about the first eye. I was. Second one, you just, it went wide. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Nobody's That eye was scarier. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, would you like to, I think you have shot twice, and if you're going to use your extra action, you still have a move, if you would like it. I think I'm good. I'll stay okay. where I'm at. Uh, Soraya, it is your turn. You are free, and you have backed away. What do you do? I am shooting a firebolt at it. Firebolt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is against touch, correct? For you? Yeah. Um, against this- touch AC? Uh, is it a ranged touch attack? Yes, sorry. Okay, yes, that's fine. Yeah, oh, that's a 19 on the die plus <laughs> two for 21. Yeah, that'll do it. Ooh. Let's roll some damage. Woohoo! Um, that's gonna be five points of damage. Yeah, five points. Yeah, damage. And Soraya raises her hand and shoots this bolt of fire at this creature. And it lets out one final shriek and falls. Oh, yes! Ah! (laughs) So Soraya looses this firebolt and kills this creature. And she's in complete shock that this thing just like fell and she goes, wow. You guys, that was totally amazing! Did you see that? It had me, just, it was like, oh, and it had me around it, and then I just like, whoa, and then I got away from it, and then I just, boom, and I hit it with a firebolt, and oh, did you, you see that? We told you you were an adventurer just like us. And, wow. and you see that Chip at 14 feet tall is just like, <laughs> and he's stomping his feet and it's like oh. shaking the trees and stuff like that. But he's he's just really into it, just like you are. <laughs> see, Skesslin is just standing behind all of you. And he's just, he's got this now empty wine bottle in his hand. He's like, are you people insane? We are <laughs> going to die. I mean, he has a point. Yeah, well, I mean, technically, we're all going to die. I mean, unless you pass the test of the Star Stone and become a god, that would that would make you 
Well, I guess now. Why don't we go do that too? Well, Reddit, we're adventurers. Let's go past the test of the Star Stone and we'll be gods. Hey, Caden Kalian did it without even remembering. Good for him. And I mean, even if you do. Okay. I mean, as long as you have more of that magic juice, I think I'll be able to do anything. I just like chuck the empty Mm. bottle as hard as I can into the forest. It's gone. There goes the magic juice. Oh, oh no. Does this mean I'm not an adventurer anymore? <sighs> hmm. What are we doing? What time of day is it at this point? Uh, it has gotten a little bit darker. You're nearing about five. It's coming on dinner oh, okay. time soon. Well, I, I, well we're, we're looking for Argentina and uh, we need to... Argentina, right? Argentea. Argentea. I was like, you're not looking for a, a whole country. <laughs> Don't cry for me, Argentea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, musical uh, theater references. <laughs> well, uh, let's, uh, we could set up camp and, and start a fire and feel oh. as warm as we can. That sounds so pleasant. I think we should do that. I've read about that. That's what adventurers do at nighttime, yes? Yeah. Then we should do that. Yeah. Yes. I agree. So you decide to set up camp. Uh, It doesn't take long to find... Roll a survival check, you guys, to find a a safe (laughs) location. That's not right. my specialty. Well, then why'd you come out into the forest? I didn't want to. <laughs> 22. 22. 25. 25. Seven. Seven. Uh, Soraya, you're used to being out in nature. You find a beautiful copse of trees that looks like it would provide some protection. Um, have your back against one side of the trees, at least, with only one opening leading into it, really. Uh, looks safe to set up camp. Hey, you guys, I know this is my first day and everything, but I think I found the perfect spot. Come look. Oh, well, yeah. And, uh, you see that Chip has already collected, like, a. am using my survival check, Jamie, to say he's gotten a bunch of wood, um, and is, and is carrying it along with him for a fire. I'm, I'm glad that you decide what your survival check does. I had a 22. I will I let it happen this once, but it's fine. It's fine. All right. You so get some firewood. 14 um, foot tall. He's just picking up trees and putting them, you know. No! They're downed trees. They're, okay. they're already, yeah. Um, uh, where, and, go ahead. Wherever it was that Soraya um, pointed... Uh, Miyuki has gone over there and has found the most comfortable place and is starting to uh, get ready for whatever slam poetry she's planning to do for the entertainment this evening. Absolutely. This not is... helping at all. Not helping. <laughs> you are bringing joy to your party members. Hopefully it will make them work faster and provide you shelter sooner. I yes, guess. indeed. Um, can I have Skeslin, Chip, and Soraya make a perception check, please? Eleven. Dirty twenty. Mm. What was that, Jim? Ten. 
Soraya, you step into this little opening in the trees. Um, you know, like, this is it. This is the safe place to be. And you look up in one of the uh, trees over to your right. And you see feathered bundles and strange fetishes hanging from the lowest branches of the tree, swaying and shifting in the wind. They're all stuck through with small pins holding pieces of leather bound around them. <gasps> Guys, I see something up there. Come, come look. What is it? And as you approach, it's pretty easy to see what it is. It's actually uh, frozen corpses of crows oh. that are pierced with very, very small arrows. Oh, no. Um, and I can have everybody roll a general wisdom. Who makes arrows that small? Anyone know? 19. 19. Five. 13. Four. 13, four. Soraya, you, you're trying to calm everybody down. Like, it's, it's okay. You think that this is simply a way that whatever is in this area is just trying to say, you know, we can take them, but we're, it's like a warning in a way, but you still think that this area is safe. You don't think that they would put this here and still be in the area. You think this is them like putting their mark on an area before they leave. Mm. Well, I'm not sure what this is, but it doesn't feel like there's anything too threatening currently around us. Um, it is a bit scary. Hmm. Can I um, detect magic? Absolutely. Uh, where are you focusing? On the objects themselves, on the crows themselves. Uh, you do not detect magic on the crows. Okay. Do you guys still think this is the right place to set up camp? Yeah. Not when you phrase it like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. honestly, I mean, Soraya seems very secure in the fact that this should be a safe place, but there are dead birds hanging from a limb of a tree. I mean, how would you guys feel about that? Are they edible? <laughs> I mean, everything's edible if you try to eat it, right? Right. There, there, there are things you should not eat. No, let's, let's, uh, don't write that down, anyone. Uh, uh, Why don't you try to live for the moment? And just I've, eat these. Absolutely <laughs> not. Let's eat the birds. Yes. <laughs> oh, where are, where, you want me to reach up there and grab them? I don't know. We're living for the moment. I think that um, he was being sarcastic. It's just a thought. I could be entirely wrong. I'm just hungry. What is sarcastic? Oh, it's kind of like a lie. Kind of, but it's funny. No, he would never lie to us. He's our friend. <laughs> hmm. Friends never lie. For sure. Chip, Friends never Chip's lie. gonna take down one of the crows. Chip, you get that burned down. 
And does it look like it'd be good to eat? Uh, it looks like a frozen dead crow. Roll a survival check. 17. You think with cooking, you'd be fine. Um, roll? You don't have knowledge nature, do you? No. All right. Uh, it looks like with cooking, the bird would be fine. It, it doesn't appear that anything has really happened that would affect you eating it. Okay. Uh, so uh, he'll, he'll start pulling them down. And and plucking them and, and like well I mean you you're you're very attuned with nature and you know the cycle of life that if nature giveth and nature taketh away and so uh, I'm gonna eat this bird right we shouldn't waste anything right that was my point well. it's here seems like the thing that left it here was just using it as a uh, as a, something to ward off predators when really they're wasting it. Well, I won't partake, but you are right. They were already dead. It's just a shame, and I feel like we should bury them, but if that's what adventurers do... I'll bury the bones. That's such a good compromise. I like that. Well, fine, then. So, Chip, you begin preparing to uh, cook these birds, thaw mm-hmm. them, and then cook them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've already started a fire. You've set up camp a little bit. I will need another fortitude save. But we're by a fire. For the time to get here. Don't worry. I'm not going to... Well, I might kill you with cold damage. 23. <laughs> You're fine. Uh, 15 total. 15? You pass. Mm-hmm. Oh, 20. Dirty 20. Dirty 20 for Miyuki. Finally back in Fox form. She passes. <laughs> cool. I got a 19. You all pass. So it seems like this fire should be doing more to stave off the cold, but it's it's not cutting through quite like you want it to. None of you take damage. It's just, it seems like it's getting colder and colder the deeper you go into this forest. And you're sitting around the fire. Miyuki's performing. Soraya is wondering about magic juice and these poor crows. Skeslin is regretting everything in his life. And I need everyone to roll a perception check. Mm. 22. 24. 21. Who rolled the 24? Soraya. You see the most beautiful lights appear from some of the trees, like from within the trees. There's a pink one and then a blue one and then a yellow one and then like 10 more lights just kind of floating in the air. Um, I... Can I uh, do a knowledge nature to see if I've seen this before? Sure. Oh, that's a one. You have no idea what this is. It's maybe you do know what it is, but it's too pretty to care at this point. This is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like 
Christmas lights poking through the backside of a tree with like flocking on it. It's absolutely stunning. Whoever I'm sitting next to, I would... Wow. Do you see that? Have you ever seen something more beautiful in your whole life? She's just hitting a tree. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe the trees are her friends, okay? But uh, she says, have you seen anything more beautiful in your life as an arrow oh boy. flies through the air aimed for Chip? Oh, boy. Ooh. I'll just uh, roll that real quick. Ugh, yep. It's a miss, but we do need initiative. Yeah. Ah. Oh, boy. Ooh, that's a seven. Seven. Six. Six. <laughs> Woof. Nineteen. Nineteen for Miyuki. You could Chip. put me you could put me all the way at the end with a two. Oh no. I rolled that my bad. first natural one. <gasps> that was only the first? Uh-huh. My goodness. Well, These beautiful lights still dance above you. And uh, Miyuki, you don't know where it came from, but it is your turn. Okay. I, mm, okay, Um, I have low light vision. So if I, I want to, I I assume we're we're kind of in like a a copse of trees, Mm -hmm. I suppose, right? So if I can go kind of around where these lights are, just so I can see if I can see anything behind them. Sure, so you just want to circle around to the backside of the lights that are floating. Mm -hmm. Would you be facing everybody else or facing away? Facing away. Facing away, roll a perception check. Okay. Uh, That is a 23. 23, you don't see anything. Hmm. Okay, um, will that count as my full action or can I still do something? You can still do something. <laughs> okay, uh, I would like to um, use dancing lights and send my dancing lights back where the lights that they are doing or whoever it is is happening. I wanna send them way back to where I think maybe someone else could be and just see if I can confuse them or light something up. Or okay, so you send it back into the trees, like yes. at your eye level, pretty much. Yes. To see, uh, you still don't see anything back there. Okay, that is. Uh, <laughs> but it is my turn Uh-oh. now, and um, two more shots <laughs> coming in at Soraya and Skeslin. Twelve on the die for the first one for Skeslin. <gasps> oh boy, I didn't think it was gonna happen. But uh, Ben, what would I don't know if it's gonna focus. What would this beautiful symbol mean on my D twenty? Natural one. No, that's what the one is. It's a natural twenty. <laughs> it's a natural twenty on the shot. On well, I'm Soraya. mad because you said Soraya and Skeslin, and then you rolled for Skeslin first. So technically, that one should be for him. Well, 
I've already made him unconscious today, so <laughs> just trying to spread the love. Okay. Conscious love. I just uh, get darted. Well, to be fair, Jamie, you had said you had a total of 12 for me, yes? Oh, that hit? Well, I haven't acted yet, so I would be flat-footed, oh. so yes, it would. Yeah, yeah. Well, yay, I hit both of you. So let's do, we'll do Skeslin first again. That's going to be one point of damage. Okay, and okay. then I need a fortitude save. 11. Oh, boy. 11. Matches the DC, so you're fine. Oh. Uh, and then Soraya. Oh, one point again of damage and then a fortitude save, please. Mm-hmm. We're going to die. Would this be against, um, would this be a cold attack? It is a cold attack. Sweet. Is it cold damage that was dealt? No, it is not okay. cold damage. Okay. Oh, it's not cold damage. Mm -hmm. But it is a cold attack. I'll let it count for this because I think it should. Okay. So then I'm adding one. Oof. Okay, that's an 11 plus six. So 17. You're fine. <gasps> and you hear some giggling from up in the trees. And you realize these arrows are not coming in like at your level. They're coming in from above. Oh. And uh, these arrows, you take a look now that they've actually struck you. They're not normal medium-sized arrows. These are tiny little baby arrows. Um, and that's when you see the third of these creatures come flying by Miyuki and uh, casts color spray at you, Miyuki. <gasps> oh. uh, I need a will save. You better oh, make my. this. You, uh, <laughs> color spray is rough. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, man, I got a five. <laughs> is that with your will bonus? Yes, it is. Okay, well. I have a mercy. Uh, what does that give me? <laughs> a vivid cone of clashing colors springs forth from this creature's hand, causing you, uh, I believe, because you're all level one, you are unconscious, blinded, and stunned for two oh. D four rounds. Wow! Wow! Okay. That's so stuff. That's uh, three rounds total for you. Yikes! Uh, but it flew in, cast color spray, and now this creature is standing right where Miyuki falls. Great! Wow! It is Soraya's turn. Soraya, what do you do? Um. I, I I I just stand up and I say, "Hey, stop it!" And I say that in Sylvan. In Sylvan, huh? Hmm. Oh, very interesting. And it kind of cocks uh, its head at you, and it's you get a good look at it, and it is definitely a small a humanoid figure with very long pointed ears light, see-through wings, but they have a, a bow in one hand and they are just like buzzing around, giggling, casting I, these spells and shooting uh, their bows. <laughs> I would like to um, say, you know, that's not very nice of you to sneak up on a bunch of adventurers and attack us. 
Now enough of your silly games. And I would like to try to use diplomacy to... Diplomacy, huh? Roll that diplomacy for me. 17 plus eight. 25. All right. You don't know what happens yet, but you've tried diplomacy. Skeslin, it is your turn. All right. Um, I'm actually just going to hold. I want to oh. see if her words have any, any, any effect here. So I'm just going to yeah. hold my action. It's mm. your turn. Uh, I don't know what she said. That's true. But you heard her talk. Okay. Uh, I will ready an action that if, uh, well, I guess I, I, I'll hold my action as well. Hold your action. Miyuki, it is your turn. You are unconscious. All right. Uh, just, yeah, you're not going to make a saving throw or anything. You're just unconscious. You're fine. Okay. Okay. Um, and it's my turn again. And you see this little creature has cocked its head at you and kind of looks at you. And you notice the blue light that you'd seen in the trees start emanating from around its body. Uh, and it also holds. It is your turn, Soraya. Hmm. Oh. I will, uh, I'll actually take, Chip will take his turn. Uh, okay, Chip. He'll go and, uh, and pick up the body of Miyuki. Um, and that'll be like, that, that will be that round, I guess, because walking over there and picking, picking up, her, up body. her body. Okay, yeah. sure. Uh, Soraya, you have the attention of this creature. We mean you no harm. We're just passing through and we needed to make camp. Um, please, just allow us to sleep here peacefully. <laughs> sleep peacefully? Why would we ever let you do that? And you see it lift its bow and aim directly at you. Uh-oh. And we'll pick it up next time. No! What? No! Come that on! little jerk! <laughs> Ah! Um, again, thank you to the DAP Network for letting us hang out and play for a little bit. Thank you, you guys, for playing. Um, and, you. you know, we will see you next time. Aww. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank y'all so much for listening. Hope to adventure with you soon on a live episode at twitch.tv slash the DAT network. That's the DAT network. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all of those things. If you enjoyed the immersive sounds and music you heard during the game, don't forget to download the Sirenscape app for free to get started. Use the link in the description to let them know dragons and things sent you. 